that prays for the words that she speaks over this house. So can we honour her this day as she comes up, please? Good morning. How is everyone? Are we good? Did we just make it? <laughs> Are we wrapped to be here? It's good to be in God's house, isn't it? So I should say good morning family because we're family, aren't we? We're all family. Bible actually tells us that we're God's children, yeah? Each and every one of us, that we're God's children and that we're brothers and sisters. Do, you, do we actually believe it? We're God's family. The Bible says that, um, that we are born of God. You know, when God entered our life, when he entered our heart, we actually became born of God. God did something in our spirit. He awakened our spirit, yeah? Because we're spiritual beings in a physical body, aren't we? We're physical, so we have a physical body, but we're spiritual beings. And when God entered our lives, he actually awakened our spirit. He made us alive in our spirit and he called us sons and daughters. He calls us brothers and sisters. He actually calls us children. So we're family, yeah? And you know what happens when you spend time with family? Do you know what happens when you hang out with family? Something happens in your spirit because we have been made alive in our spirit. Our spirit has been awakened. And when we hang out together, when we do life together, when we spend time together, there's a spiritual connection, yeah? There's like a spiritual awakening. Our spirits testify. That's when, we, when you spend time with people that love God, you're like, wow, that was the best time. I love that. I feel so encouraged. I feel so joyful. I feel so uplifted because you actually spent time with someone whose spirit is awakened. You spent time with someone who has been born of God. You spent time with a brother and sister in the Lord. That's why we're always saying, let's do life together. Invite someone over. Go out for coffee. Walk the lake together. Invite someone over for cake. Buy a cake if you can't cook cakes. Go to Coles, buy a chocolate mud cake. You know, spend time together, do life together. That's why we run friendship groups, so we can do life together. Yeah? That's actually why we do it, because when we spend time together, when we go on a heart journey together, our spirits testify. Our spirits are encouraged. Something happens in our spirit, man, when we do life as family like God has created us to. So that is not what my sermon is about. I just wanted to remind you that we're family. So don't wait for the invitation. Don't be the person that is waiting for the phone to ring. Ring someone. Call someone. Invite someone. Find out where there's a friendship group and just connect with family. Spend time with family. Invest in the lives of people where your spirit is going to be encouraged, where your spirit is going to be up lifted yeah we run friendship groups did I say that friendship groups are awesome who wants more spiritual family do you want more spiritual family because you know what you're going to find it in a friendship group you're actually going to build that in a friendship group do you know friendship groups are not just about building your faith they're actually about building your spiritual family they're actually about letting your spirits testify. They're about going on the journey together. So who runs a friendship group? Stand up. 
please. So if you don't go to one, these beautiful people run them, okay? And do you know what? If you want to start one, we'll let you. You could start one too and invite people into your home. So if you don't go to a friendship group, you should go speak to Sally today. You can speak to Andrew today. If you're in youth and you don't go to a friendship group, speak to Ben and Danny today. We do have other leaders, Trevor and Adria, they're not here. But um, please become a part of a group. Get encouraged in your spirit. Amen? All right. So recently, I've just kind of been thinking about God and his character and, and who God is and who God isn't and who he is to me and who he is to all of us, yeah? Because it's kind of important, isn't it? And because um, the thing is, we can filter God and we can filter who we think God is through our own experiences, and through our own culture, and through our own upbringing, through our own celebrations, through our own joy, we can actually filter how we see God and what we believe about God through our lives, yeah? So sometimes we can view God correctly, And sometimes we can actually view God incorrectly. Sometimes we may think that God is angry, that God is an angry God because we grew up in an environment where we had an angry father or we had an angry mother. Sometimes we might think that that God is not super interested in the details of our life. Sometimes we might think that, that he's not that aware that he's not that interested, that he's not really that in tune with what's happening in our world because we grew up in a family where we weren't really seen and we weren't really heard. But that's actually not the truth, yeah? So, so living with the truth and walking in the truth is really important. We may even think that God's love is conditional, We may actually think that God's love is conditional because people have put conditions on their love because we have been in relationships where people have put conditions on love and we actually think God's love is conditional. But it's not. It's unconditional. We can think how we behave and what we do and what we say can actually affect God's love for us. And the truth is that nothing can change or affect God's love for us. So today we're going to go on a little journey. I'm trying to make it a quick one because we have all our beautiful kids here. But we're going to go on a journey just of reminding ourselves of who God is, of who God really is and the truth of who he is and the truth of who he isn't. Because when we realise who God isn't, we can actually discover who he is, yeah? So my first point is God is not distant. That's kind of cool, isn't it? God is not distant. He is not far away. He is not living up in the sky. He is not unaware or uninterested in the circumstances of our lives. Do you know God is up close and personal? Up close and personal. He is interested in the details. He does not miss a thing. The things that are important to you are important to him. The things that you value, he values, okay? He is actually interested in everything about you, yeah? God is omnipresent. Does anyone know what that means? 
means he's present all the time. That means in every moment, in every hour, in every day, God's with you. That means that he does not miss a thing. He does not disconnect. He does not shut down. He is not unavailable. He is with you in every moment, in every season, in every hour of every day. He's with you. Amen. He's present all the time. Luke 12 verse 7 says, from the message... What's the price of two or three pet canaries? Some, lo- some loose change, right? But God never overlooks a single one. And he pays even greater attention to you, down to the last detail, even numbering the hairs on your head. God has even numbered the hairs on our head. Now, do you know what? I love my kids. I love my kids. I think they are amazing. And I care about everything about them. I care about how they're doing. I care about how they're traveling. I care about the friendships that they make. I care about the people that influence their lives. I care about how they're doing at school. I care about the different sports that they play. I actually care about everything about them. But I cannot say that I've ever taken the time to count the hairs on their head. I can't even say that I have felt hugely inspired to take the time to count the hairs on their head. But you know what? God knows that about you. God actually knows that about you. And I don't think it's about the hairs on our heads. I think it's about the fact that God wants us to know that he doesn't miss a detail. He doesn't miss a thing. That he is continually present. That he is continually there. That he is continually with you. That he is continually journeying with you. That he knows everything about you. And that he values everything about you. And he's right there. He's right in the midst. He is not a distant God. Amen. He cares about how you're doing. He cares about how life is looking for you right now. He cares about the job you have. Cares about the friends in your life. He cares about the conditions of your relationships. He cares about how you're feeling. He cares about your body. God actually cares about everything about you. He actually cares about your job, if you're happy in your job, if you enjoy your job, if you're challenged in your job, if he needs to open a door for a better job. I have been retrenched a couple of times over the years. And you know what's amazing? That every time I need another job, every time a door is closing, God brings a better one. He opens a greater door with better people, with better money, with better job satisfaction. You know why? Because God's interested in the details. Because God's there in every moment of your life. And he actually cares about your job. He wants you to have a great job. He wants you to have the best job. He wants you to flourish because God's in the details. Amen. He is not distant, but he is up close and personal. God is not disengaged. I love this about God. That means he pays attention to you. You know, when you speak, God pays attention. When you feel, God pays attention, yeah? When you say something, God hears it. God is actually listening and hearing you. 
You know, sometimes when you're with someone and they're with you, but they're not really with you. And you can tell that their mind is somewhere else, that their attention is somewhere else. They're looking at you, they're sitting with you, but you just know that they are some other place, yeah? You know, well, God is not like that. God is actually not like that. Chris Vallotton preached an amazing message a couple of years ago and he said that God had spoken to him really clearly about being present and that God said to him, you're living all these moments, Chris. And, and, and Chris was in this place in his life where he was just, he was going from place to place and person to person. And he said every time he was with someone, or spending time with someone, he was actually thinking about the next place that he had to be and the next person that he was be spending time with. And he actually totally missed living and engaging in the people that he was with because his mind had already gone somewhere else. And God spoke to him about being present. Well, do you know what? God is present. God is totally present. God is totally interested And other people may sometimes not notice us. Other people may sometimes reject us. Other people may sometimes not see us or hear us or value us. But God is not like that, yeah? He's in every moment. He is with us all the way. He directs us. He speaks wisdom to us. He speaks life. He shows us where to go and how to get there. God will actually help us in our lives if we allow him to. Proverbs 16 verse 9 says, The mind of man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. The NLT version says, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. I love this scripture because you know what? You don't have to have it all worked out. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't even necessarily know how you're going to get from point A to point B. God may have given you a vision for something. God may have given you a heart for something. And you know what? He will direct that. I love it because we don't have to have all the answers. I do not have to have it all worked out. I just need to allow God to direct my steps. I just need to allow God to show me the way. I just need to allow God to say, you can do this now. And then I do that and God goes, go here now. Why don't you move over there now? Why didn't you say that now? Why don't I put this on your heart now? I love that God directs our steps and that he knows. He knows the things that we're facing. Do you know why? Because he's present, because he's up close and he's personal. He knows what we're walking through. He knows what we're facing. He knows where we're at. Yeah? That's how present he is. And because he's present, he can give the best advice. Because he's present, he can give you the best answers. Because he's present, he can show you the best possible outcome. He can show you how to do stuff that will just bring about the greatest fruit, yeah? Not because he wants to lord it over us. Not because he wants to boss us around and, you know, he's this angry, firm God that is trying to tell us how to run our lives. But because he's God, 
He's actually God. Do you know what I mean? Like he's God. He created us. He created the world. He knows everything. There's no one wiser. There's no one smarter. There's no one more creative. There's no one more patient. There's no one more loving. There's no one that has it all together like God has it together. So he wants to impart wisdom. He wants to show us the best way to do things. He wants to bring about the greatest blessing, the greatest results, the most flourishing in our lives. And because he's up close and personal, because he's always present, because he's always engaged, because he's always listening, he can do that. Yeah? Amen. He's kind of cool, isn't he? When we, I often share this, you know, when we first came to Ballarat, we were so overwhelmed about what God had called us to do and how we would do any of that. And we just didn't have all the answers. All we knew is that we had a heart for God and we wanted to go where God wanted us to be. But you know what? Every day and every moment and every week, God just shows us where to go. And he shows us how to get there and he shows us the next step to take and he gives us wisdom for our life. I'm not sure where it's all going to end up, but all I know is that God is continually directing our steps because he's present and he knows and he has the best outcome. God's not selfish. That's kind of cool, isn't it? See, God's not on his agenda. He's actually on your agenda. God is not interested in what he can get out of his relationship with you. But God is interested in what he can put into you and what he can pour into you and the love that he can actually lavish on you. Because God's focus is you. It's your heart. It's your life. It's how you're travelling. It's your well-being. God's focus is not on him. It is not about him. It is all about you. Jesus' life was all about giving his life for your life, yeah? God is all about giving. And love can be selfish, can't it? Sometimes love can be selfish. It can be tit for tat. It can be, you make me feel loved. Now I'm going to make you feel loved. Or you've filled up my love bank. Now I'm going to fill up your love bank. Sometimes it can be like that, can't it? And not even necessarily on purpose. Sometimes it's really hard to love someone that's not giving you any love. Sometimes it's really hard to keep putting into someone that's not putting in anything to you. That's, that, that's really hard. But God is not selfish. It's all about you. It's all about loving on you. It's all about pouring into you. It's all about his fullness dwelling in you. Yeah? Selfish love is about receiving. Selfless love is about giving. And God freely and extravagantly continues to love us. It's not waiting for us to be perfect people. It's not waiting for us to have it all together. He's not waiting for us to have no problems or to go to Bible college. You know what? He's not even waiting for us to love him back. He just loves us. You know, I spent 24 years of my life not knowing that God loved me. I spent 24 years of my life journeying without the love of God in my life. I spent 24 years 
completely unaware of God's love. But you know what? For one second, for one moment, it never stopped him from loving me. It never stopped him from calling my name. It never stopped him from wanting to reveal himself to me. It never stopped him from pursuing me. It never stopped him from giving his son Jesus for me. I was unaware, but he was not. His love just went on and on and on because God's love is not selfish. It's not about if you give back. It's not about when you give back. It's not about can you give anything back. It's just about he loves you and he loves you and he loves you and he loves you and he loves you which is kind of cool isn't it because we're all gonna mess up yeah I do it all the time we're all gonna mess up we're all gonna get it wrong we're all gonna make mistakes but God continues to love and continues to love and continues to love yeah God is our comforter. I love this. Because, do you know, you can actually run to God when you're in pain. You can actually take your hurt and you can take your disappointment and you can take your wounds and you can take your stuff to God and he will comfort you. He's actually going to meet you in the midst of everything that you're feeling because he's up close, he's personal. He's totally present. His love is not selfish, yeah? He's not going to decide that you're too messy. (laughs) Amen for that, yeah? He's not going to decide that you're too wounded. He's not going to decide that you just haven't got it together enough. He's not going to go, oh, that one, she's really difficult to deal with. I'll just stay away from her. God doesn't do that, but he just comforts us right in the midst. And sometimes there may have been times in our lives where we needed that. There may have been times in our lives where we needed comfort and we didn't find it. Where we needed to be embraced and we weren't embraced. But God is not like that. He is the God of comfort. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 to 4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and God of all comfort, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction. All our affliction. Do you know what affliction means? What does affliction mean? That means like pain. <laughs> that means heartache. That means like really tough stuff that you're going through. That means stuff that really hurts you. That means things that really wound you, yeah? And it promises that he's going to comfort you in all of that. He comforts us. He is totally there for us. Not just a bit, not just a little, but he is totally 100% there for us. He knows exactly how we feel because he's omnipresent. Because he's there in every moment. He knows exactly how you feel and exactly what you need. And he pours comfort. This is how amazing God is. So first we're hurting, yeah? So we could be hurting. So God sees our pain. He actually sees our pain. He sees our wounds. He sees the stuff that we're feeling. 
He sees the things that we're struggling with. He actually sees that because he cares. He does not miss one single thing that is happening in our world. Then he comforts us. So he doesn't just leave us in the pain. He doesn't just leave us in the wounds. He doesn't just leave us in the brokenness, but he actually comforts us. He meets us right where we're at and he pours his love and he pours his comfort and he actually stands with us in the things that we're travelling through. Then he's so amazing and he's so good that he doesn't leave us in our pain. Actually, doesn't leave us in our brokenness. He doesn't leave us in our distress. He doesn't leave us in our affliction, but he heals us, yeah? Like he totally and completely and wholeheartedly heals us. So he sees us. He knows us. He sees every moment. He sees every minute. He sees every day. He hears you. He sees you. He values you, yeah? And then he sees your wounds and he's like, I have got a love on them. I am there with them. I am not leaving in the midst of this stuff. So he's there with you. And then he goes, I'm not, I'm not just going to leave them with this stuff. I Now I'm going to heal them. Now I'm going to totally heal them. Psalm 147 verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 30 verse 11 says, You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. Yeah? You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy. Clothed us with joy. So he heals our heart, he heals our brokenness, and then he clothes us with joy. Do you know what clothed in joy means? It means it's all over you. It means you're covered in it. It means you are immersed in it. It means that there is a whole lot of it all over you. And he clothes us in that. So how amazing is this God that journeys with us, that walks with us, that talks with us, that sees us, that hears us, that comforts us and heals us. And then when he heals us, he clothes us in joy. How amazing is that? He takes our mourning, yeah? He takes our mourning and he causes us to dance. He, he takes our brokenness and he brings us joy. I want that kind of God in my life, yeah? He heals us from the inside out. What a God. Who wants that? Do you want that healing? I want that healing. I want that joy. I want more of that in my life. I shared on um, Good Friday, if you were here, and I shared just a season that I went through in my life where I experienced a lot of losses in, in, um, in just relationships, in family and in different friendships. And it hurt. It really hurt. It was just a season for me of feeling really wounded and just feeling a lot of pain and, and feeling a lot of heartache in my life. And it was really hard. It, it was really, really hard for me. And, um, and there was a day when I came home from just spending time with someone that I just have so much love for. And I remember walking, um, coming home, 
and walking into my hallway and I just lied on the floor and I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. It was just, it was such a heartbreaking time for me. And, and if I didn't know this God that's such an amazing healer, and if I didn't know this God that's so comforting, and if I didn't know this God that is there with me in every moment, a lot of those losses could have ruined me. A lot of those losses could have just completely wiped me out. But you know what? God turned my mourning into dancing. God turned my mourning into joy. God made what in the natural would have ruined me to actually just breathe life into me because we're spiritual beings, yeah? So God just breathed life into my spirit. He breathed joy into my spirit. He breathed comfort into my spirit. And I didn't have to go through any of it alone. So it hurt, but God was with me. There was pain, but God was with me. But the pain didn't continue because the healer was with me. The pain didn't continue because the comforter was with me, yeah? So today, we're going to open the altar. And we're just going to get rid of some wounds. And we're going to get rid of some pain. And we're going to leave some heartache here with the Lord. And we're going to grab hold of some joy. Because I think we just need a bit more joy, yeah? Who wants more joy? I want more joy. Can you get enough joy? I reckon you can always get more joy. I reckon there's always more joy to come, yeah? I reckon God has always got more joy and more joy and more joy for us. Romans 14 verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness Peace and joy. Amen. Proverbs 10 verse 28 says, The prospect of the righteous is joy. Yeah? Do you know your prospects are joy? The prospects for your life are joy. The prospects for your future are joy. The prospects for your journey right now are joy. That's God's prospect for you. 1 Peter 1 verse 8 to 9 says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Inexpressible and glorious joy. That's actually our inheritance as God's children. That's actually our inheritance as children of God, as brothers and sisters. Our inheritance is joy. So maybe the worship team, can they come and play? And we would love to pray for you. We would love to just leave all that pain and leave all that disappointment and leave all that heartache with the Lord and just bring a release of joy in the house. Amen? Because God's in the business of healing and God is in the business of comforting and God is in the business of bringing about joy. So if you would love some more joy... Come and we would love to pray for you. If you would love some more healing, come. We would love to pray with you. If you would love some more comfort, come. God would love to come for you. Whatever you need in this moment, God is with us, yeah? The Holy Spirit is with us. So please come. We would love to pray for you. And we can all stand. We're just going to worship together while we have some time of prayer. Amen.